The reading this morning is taken from Matthew 4, verses 23 to 25. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and illness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon-possessed, those having seizures and the paralysed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea and the region across the Jordan followed him. Well, good morning, everybody. It's wonderful to be with you. Uh, my name's Stuart, if we haven't met before. And today we are beginning a new sermon series called Thy Kingdom Come. It's going to be running up through Pentecost and beyond, and it's going to be finishing uh, with our Mission Sunday on the 13th of June, which we're really excited about, after which we're going to have baptisms. Um, so if you'd be interested in being baptised, uh, make sure to let Ollie uh, Benyon know. It's going to be an exciting way to end our series. But will you uh, pray with me as we get going this morning? Lord, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your word. And we pray that you would fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit, that we would hear what you have to say to us this morning. Amen. Amen. Well, we are always being told to be ready for things, aren't we? Usually in, in adverts. Um, a few years ago, it was, are you HD ready? Um, and you kind of saw it on the side of uh, lots of devices, corner of TVs, things like that. Are you HD ready? Um, I always thought that was a little bit odd. It's like, we can't sell you this now, but when we are ready to sell you HD TV, we want you to be ready. Of course, you know, more recently it's been 5G. Are you 5G ready? Um, you know, we, you can't actually get 5G in the vast majority of the country, but, you know, just in case you can, you should be 5G ready. For many years we've been told to be Brexit ready, and um, even though Brexit has now come and gone, um, I still don't know quite what it means to be Brexit ready. I just don't know how you prepare psychologically for having to pay twice as much for a tin of uh, tomatoes. So we're being told all the time, aren't we, to be ready for things. Something is coming. Are you ready? And some of those things are quite trivial and some of them are really quite big. Well, when we look at the Gospels and particularly Matthew's Gospel, uh, we find that one of the things that Jesus talked about more than anything was this idea of being kingdom ready. Are you ready? Am I ready for the coming of the kingdom of God? And in uh, our passage this morning, right at the beginning of Matthew's gospel, he gives us a couple of verses that kind of summarize much of Jesus's ministry. And he tells us in verse 23 that Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and casting out 
demons. In other words, wherever Jesus went on his tour, wherever he visited, the billboards, uh, you know, by the train station, by the town hall, the billboards all read, are you kingdom ready? Are you kingdom ready? Jesus speaking, 8 p.m. Tuesday, sign up online. Whatever Jesus spoke about, whatever, however he started, whatever he had in his talks, he, he always came back to this idea of the kingdom of God, the rule of God, and whether we are ready for it. Now, we uh, talk about the kingdom of God quite a lot as Christians. Maybe you've seen it uh, on various things and uh, people throw it into sermons. But what does it really mean? What does it really mean to be kingdom ready? In a couple of weeks, uh, we're going to have a week of, of prayer as part of the Thy Kingdom Come prayer week. But what are we actually praying for? What are we, we really asking God to do? So this morning at the beginning of this series, I'm just going to um, unpack very simply two things that are part of being kingdom ready, kingdom ready in our lives and as a church. And the first thing, um, the first part of being kingdom ready, the first part of being kingdom ready is to have already received Jesus as our king. To have already received Jesus as our personal king. In John's gospel, um, a teacher of the law, a Pharisee called Nicodemus, comes to speak to Jesus about the kingdom. He's seen everything that's been going on and he's really intrigued. And he comes to have a conversation with Jesus about the kingdom of God. And he wants to have this conversation on the level of, of, of you know, kingdom theology, kingdom values, kingdom uh, ideals. And Jesus w wants to talk to him, but he, he stops him in his tracks and he says to him something quite surprising. He said to them, he said to him, Nicodemus, do you not know that nobody can see the kingdom of God unless they have been born again by the Holy Spirit? Nobody can see, be part of, enter the kingdom of God unless they have first experienced a soul revival, unless they have first been taught by the Holy Spirit to personally call God king of their lives. What does that mean? What does that mean? Throughout uh, the scriptures, uh, we see this little phrase, um, and it comes again and again and again in the Torah, in the Psalms, in the prophets, again and again. We see this, maybe one of the most important lines in scripture, and it says this, Blessed is the person who fears the Lord. Blessed is the person who fears the Lord. Blessed is the, blessed is the man, blessed is the woman who fears the Lord. And that uh, uh, phrase, fear, uh, it kind of brings together two overriding concepts. One is of uh, terror, is of, um, uh, yeah, of fear. And the second is of awe and reverence and respect. And when we bring those two together, we could simply say 
Blessed is the person who takes God seriously. Blessed is the person who takes God seriously. I've been really intrigued um, recently on YouTube and uh, other places. There's been a lot of chat about an interview um, with Jordan Peterson. Um, Jordan Peterson is not everyone's favourite chap and I do not endorse uh, everything he says. Um, But there's been a lot of chat recently because in an interview um, he um, talked about finding that he believes um, the stories about Jesus to be true. People have been debating uh, what does this mean, does he really mean it, things like that. But it wasn't really that that caught my eye. What caught my eye was um, what he said just after that. So he's talking and he says he, fi- he finds that he believes um, that, 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 that Jesus is real and, and the stories about him are true. But then he goes on and he begins to well up and he says, but I just still don't know what to make of it. It's just too terrifying a reality. It's just, it's just too scary to think that Jesus might be real, he says. And then I love that, the final line that he says, I don't even know what would happen to a person if they really believed it. I don't know what would even happen to a person if they really believed it. And that, I think, is simply uh, just a tiny bit of what it means to fear the Lord to make God our king. It's not to give him a a place that he didn't have before. It's not to call him something that he isn't. It's just to take God seriously as God. It's just to really let it sink into our lives and into our hearts who he really is. What what does it mean if the God of scriptures is real? If the one who made us is real and wants to be involved in our lives, what does it mean if Jesus is who he says he is and what he says about us and the world and the future is true? It's a terrifying reality. I don't even know what would happen to a person if they really believed it. What does it mean to call God king? It means to take him seriously as the king he already is in our lives. And that's what Jesus said. That was part of his message. A few verses before our verse 23, it says something very similar. It's another kind of summary verse of Jesus' ministry. Verse 17, if you've got a Bible in front of you. It says, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent means get ready, prepare, take seriously uh, this idea that God is king and his kingdom is coming. It, it, means, it means get ready for, for, for your mind to be recentered, to be renovated, to, to have your whole picture of reality changed. It means get ready for your life to change, the whole direction of your life to change as you, as you begin to live as if God is king, 
He is who he says he is. Our first response to God and his kingdom is personal. If we, if you and I want to see God's kingdom come, we have to begin by personally taking God seriously and receiving him as our king. And that's, that's challenging. That's challenging. I don't know about you, but I love Pizza Express. Um, you know, who doesn't love Pizza Express? You know, you go there, maybe on a Sunday afternoon, dough balls, uh, you know, thin, crispy pizza, fairly slow service. But I actually quite like that. I don't like to be bothered. I love Pizza Express. But there's one thing you need to know about Pizza Express. Never go without a voucher. Never go without a voucher. Going to Pizza Express without a 50% off or a two-for-one offer, that is a fool's game. Never go to Pizza Express without a voucher. And it's the same, it's the same in supermarkets these days, isn't it? You know, when I go to Sainsbury's on a, on a Friday and I'm going through the aisles, I don't know about you, but it's like whole, whole aisles and whole rows just blur out. I just, it's as if I just can't see them because my mind is just scanning for the little red uh, discount, discount ticket. And, and if it isn't, you know, on half price or something, I just, I, like, I don't even see it. Bagels for £1.60? You've got to be joking. I'll come back next week when they're a pound. That's how we live life now. But the problem is, that's how we approach God too. We want God in our lives. We want a little bit of God on the edges, but we don't want to pay full price. We want God in our lives, uh, but we want him at discount prices. We don't want to take him seriously. But if God is God, he's God. He's ruler. He is king of our lives. The first thing we need to do if we want to be kingdom ready is to receive God as our king. And not only in our own lives, but as a church as well. The first step, if we want to see God's kingdom come in Cambridge and beyond, is to take him seriously together. That means when we come together to worship, not treating it um, as if it's about us, as if, you know, it's just about the songs or just about, uh, just about how we feel, but to realise in this moment, I am meeting with the living God. I've come into the presence of the living God. What a privilege. Also, how scary is that? Just taking that time seriously. It means when we come to hear, uh, to listen, whether it's the Bible reading or the sermon or, 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 or others. Or we, well, no, hold on. I, I, I'm listening to the living God. God has something to say to me today. Maybe to encourage, maybe to challenge, but, but to take that seriously. It means when we come to pray together, whether it's on a Wednesday night or home group or, or together on a Sunday, that we realise that we are talking to the living God. And then he acts and he moves and we pray, not as if it's kind of just an exercise in kind of self-reflection, but as if God, my act, may do something, as if he hears us. The first step in being kingdom ready is personal. It's to repent. It's to take God seriously and to receive him as our personal king.
The second um, thing that we need to do to be kingdom ready is to be a people with kingdom purposes. To be a people with kingdom purposes for our lives. There is um, a slightly odd and perverse way in which we can still turn Jesus being our king into something that's all about us. Um, It's a bit bizarre. Uh, Partly it's just because we're a little bit selfish and we love to imagine that everything is about us, even even God. We could be a bit like, uh, you know, the little flower flower maid uh, uh, at a wedding in, in, the, in the wedding procession who, who just has got it into her head that the whole thing is about her. You know, everybody is there to see her. Totally missing the point. Partly it's because we're selfish, but the other reason is also because it's something that society is always telling us. People around us are always telling us that faith is a private endeavour. Faith is something that you do uh, in your personal time, something you do as a pastime. You know, I go to the gym, you go to church. Uh, you know, I, I practice mindfulness, you practice prayer. You know, but that's essentially private. Yeah, it's fine for you to have Jesus as your king, but, but don't bring him into my life. Don't bring him into the world. You know, he can be your personal king, but but he's not relevant to work. Don't bring him to the workplace or the, or the family gathering. He's not relevant to science or how we might set up policies in, in school or, or, or how we might vote or anything like that. And when we hear this um, so often, maybe you've even heard it during coronavirus, people saying, well, hold on, I, uh, I'm not allowed to go to the shops. Well, you know, what, what, how come you go to church? It's like they're on the same level. We, when we hear this all, all the time, we begin to absorb it. And we can begin to think that, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to have God as my king. But he's just my king. He's just personal. But the thing is, uh, yes, uh, uh, being kingdom ready, ready begins in the heart. It begins in our own lives. But it doesn't stop there. The whole point of taking God seriously and realising he is who he says he is, the creator of the universe, is to realise that he's not just my king. He is the great king of the whole earth. And it, it's the story, it's the story of the whole of scripture that our God is on a mission to retake the whole of creation for himself, to bring every aspect of creation back under his ordered kingly rule. And that is good news. That is good news. That's the other thing we see here. Not only is he telling people, prepare, repent, personally because of the kingdom of God and the kingly rule of God. But he also says, it says, he he went around proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. The good news that God is king and will be king and is becoming king and then we see it in his life and his ministry don't we as well we don't just hear him talking about it but we see him healing uh, diseases all kinds we see him casting out demons and and the picture we get in matthew's gospel is of jesus launching an invasion 
the invasion of the kingdom of God, driving back the kingdom of darkness in the world, doing battle with sin, with sickness and with Satan. He has come to claim not just us personally, he's not just plucking us each personally out of this world, but he's come to reclaim the world for himself. He's interested in every corner of our lives and every corner of society and every corner of this planet. And we need to regain this confidence that not only is Jesus our king, he's the king of the whole earth, that he's not going to be happy, he's not going to stop until it says in another really key verse repeated throughout scripture, he's not going to be happy until uh, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth as the waters cover the sea. That is God's mission on earth. And it's good news. It's good news. If we want to see God's kingdom come, we've got to receive him as our king. But we've got to regain confidence that he is king of the whole world and that it's good news. We've got to regain our confidence that everybody needs Jesus in their life. That everybody we know would be better off with God as their king. That, that, that it doesn't matter how um, happy they look, how content they look, what other beliefs they hold at the moment, whether they like it or not, to know that, that Jesus is their king and they would be better off with him in their lives. We've got to regain our confidence that the way of life that he calls us to live with him is good. There, there is such a thing as a good life, as a right path, as a way that pleases him. Just after our passage, we see it goes straight into the Sermon on the Mount, where he teaches us the way that pleases him. We've got to regain confidence that, that the way God calls us to is good, that it's a blessed way. It may be a costly way, a difficult way, but it's a good and blessed way. And ultimately, it's good for us. We've got to regain our confidence that God is at work in the world, that it isn't just a personal thing that we believe. The same Jesus who, who was going out healing and speaking and casting out demons, he still wants to do that today. Uh, he still wants to be at work as we go into situations, as we encounter problems, as, people, as we see things going on in people's lives. We've got more than words. The gospel we, we share, the good news, it's not just a, a matter of words, but of power and of the Holy Spirit. God wants to be at work through us. And we need to regain the confidence that, that all of society would be better with Jesus as king. That doesn't mean um, that we kind of set out on some uh, kind of mission to return to uh, you know the Roman Empire where you know Christianity was enforced or, or, or the Victorian age where you know I'm not talking about that what I'm saying is is recovering the deep conviction that having Jesus is king as king is is the cure for the deep sickness of our society that there really is no answer uh, um, ultimately to, to our sickness um, except for having Jesus as king. We need to recover that Jesus being king is good news. Not only is Jesus the rightful king, but he is the righteous king and the king that has come to make things right. 
And whether the world and whether those around us recognize it or even want it, Jesus is the king that we need. And his rule is good news. It brings life. Friends, uh, to be kingdom ready, we need to say to the Lord, we want to say to the Lord, Lord, I am yours. You are my king. But then we also want to say, Lord, I give my life in service of your kingdom. I want to see your kingdom come in the world. To realise that, that his kingdom is more than personal. He, he wants us to take his rule into the world. We're like ambassadors, uh, like embassies. We belong to the king, but we're here to, to bring his influence into the world. That, that as we see Jesus' ministry of preaching, of proclaiming the good news and of healing and of casting out demons and of seeing the power of God break out. So he taught his disciples, not just to, 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 to relate personally to the Lord, but to have ambition, to be confident that God's kingdom is coming. As we heard last week, that one day it will finally come, the new heaven and the new earth. Uh, will be will will just be be cover the whole earth, but even now it is coming, and we're called to lay our lives down and say, "Will you use me, Lord? Will you give me eyes again to see what you want to do, who to speak to, where you want to act, what you want to do?" Because I know that your kingdom is good news, is good news. Let me pray for us as we finish. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that your, your kingly rule is good news. I thank you that when we see your ministry, when we see your life, when you, we see most of all your, your death for us, we see a, a kingdom that brings life. And Lord, we're, we're sorry when um, we, we just hold you on the edges of our lives. We don't really want to grapple with, with all that you are. We don't really want to allow you to, to reshape our lives. And we're sorry, Lord, when, when we just let our vision of your kingdom shrink to being something personal. I thank you, Lord, that you are always on the move. And I thank you that you want to involve us in your kingdom. Help us, give us fresh your spirit that we may have a hunger and a heart to, to see your kingdom extend, to have confidence that you are on the move, to be excited and regain our confidence that it is good news, that your glory is going out throughout the whole earth. Fill us afresh with your spirit. Teach us afresh to be hungry. And we pray your kingdom come. Amen. Amen.